Welcome back to Crime Scene Queens. We are the show to listen to if you want to hear from us ladies, the real experts in the field, because we have the true understanding of confidentiality and the respect for the deceased and their families, and we won't exploit the victims. So on that note, I'm Shelly, your legal beagle and your courtroom cat. And I'm Laura, your resident CSI and field mouse, and we are super excited to take a deep dive this week into drug stuff. Why? Because <laughs> well, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and I think maybe, uh, you know, a little fun, there's a couple fun facts, right? Yeah. So there's, there's this thing called meth face. Oh, and, yeah. Meth mouth, yeah. too. Yeah, meth mouth, meth face, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so... There's the thing called meth face is an actual thing. And what it is, is it's actual facial structure that's due to uh, bone metabolism. And what that is, is the is when you do meth, then mm. it actually changes the structure of face. So you don't just look, you know, occasionally or whatever. You It actually changes your, your facial structure. And it's the only drug that does that. So you will not need a costume for Halloween. You can go as night or you can go as the walking dead or night of well, the living yeah. dead. Night of the living dead. Oh yeah. You could be a skeleton. You could be like something deformed. You could be a zombie. Ooh, with usually with like you've picked at your face. And so either open wounds yes. or scars. Nasty. Yeah. Yep. And then it's, yeah. Like I always think about breaking bad when I think about meth. I can't help it. It's like an association at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of people do too. Yeah. 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 Insert vomit here. That's what yeah, I thought. Excuse I me. Just... Like Jesse and Heisenberg or whatever his name was. Cause it's been like a while since that show ended. So I don't remember, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. It's been forever since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, and another fun fact, this, this episode for me is kind of, it sounds weird to say it's fun and it's fun because I know a uh, enough to be dangerous Ooh. and i know right because i know a lot of different weird facts about drugs uh due to different cases and mm-hmm. things that i've done so another drugs thing is, drugs I, i've never done no <laughs> no so I, i'll, I'll get I had to that. say that you said know, it so right? perfect i'm like oh I, the drugs <laughs> the drugs nope nope there you go we'll, we'll talk about that anyway so alcohol is the only substance or drug that you can actually die of withdrawal I know. I, I heard that. Tell me more. Yeah. Though. I've heard that. So the other drugs, people say, oh, they died of, uh, you know, meth over or not overdose, but meth withdrawal or opioid mm-hmm. withdrawal. No, they didn't. They died of the symptoms of it. Right. So the symptoms is what is what got them. Right. And with alcohol, it's the only substance or drug that you can die actually from the withdrawal. And the reason for that is kind of complicated, but kind of in layman's terms a little bit is because your brain adapts to the heavy doses of the alcohol. And so it, it when it adapts to it, it actually kind of changes things a little bit. And then when you cut off alcohol completely, yeah, then what it does is the neuro, it's called neurotransmitter rebound. Okay. And it causes like seizures and heart attacks and strokes and other, other issues that you have, but it, it completely just changed your body. So other drugs, when you withdraw, you get you know, the shivers, you have not nausea, vomiting, anxiety, insomnia, yeah. you know, flashes, either hot or cold, muscle cramps and like diarrhea and stuff. But upset stomach diarrhea. It's not like a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, I'm doing the dance. What is that, what is that commercial? Shelley? I'm not going to say I know what it is. I'm not going to say what it is. I don't think we can say what it is unless they okay. want to sponsor us. No, no. OK, but wait, like it's upset, upset stomach, stomach, diarrhea, diarrhea. nausea, heartburn, indigestion. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's like you could die from alcohol poisoning or you could have the symptoms of this very common medicine that's on the TV that absolutely <laughs> we're singing yes. the jingle too which is yes. like the most depressing jingle of all time <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> but the people are so happy when they're singing it when they're doing i know a dance. i was it's just so happy cool. when i did a dance and sang it luckily this is like not a show that yet has premium content to where this is not i mean watch now the social media team is gonna be like we're gonna post laura singing upset stomach <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> she's all doing the dance <laughs> Indigestion. <laughs> Heartburn. Wow. All righty then. Heartburn is actually acid reflux. So it's not even the heart. It's actually the, the, the top of the stomach yes. by the xiphoid process. Fun fact. Your girl Fun here fact. only has had heartburn two times in my life. Would you like to guess those two times? My, when you were my... pregnant with each of That's your children. That's right. I, uh -huh. My husband gets like chronic heartburn. Oh, and... be careful. Be oh. careful with that. Chronic heartburn. So definitely, definitely, definitely make sure that he is on some type of an antacid because if not, it can cause esophageal cancer. Oh, no. He definitely is like medicated for it. Okay, good. That bad. Good. So good. I was oh, laying in bed pregnant with my first child and I was like this feeling. It's like bubbling in my chest and up my throat and it really sucks. And he goes, do you have heartburn? I'm like, it doesn't. Well, I guess it burns. But it doesn't feel like fire. He goes, Laura, heartburn doesn't burn like fire. It burns. Sometimes like, it does. Like oh. gurgling. And I was like, well, because I was newly pregnant. Uh, not newly oh, yeah, pregnant. Yeah. No, that's not true. I was like starting to experience it for the first time. And then I remember it got worse and worse and worse as I got like more into the pregnancy. And I remember my first Tums. And I remember <laughs> eating it and being like, oh. I feel so much better. And then I was mad because it wears off after like 10 minutes. And I'm yep. like, I have to keep popping these things like candy. But they're good because they have a lot of calcium in them. And so by the way, good. by the way, you guys, Tums are not drugs. No, Tums you, are not drugs. You cannot get arrested for Tums. No, you sure can't. <laughs> and it doesn't alter any of your driving ability or, or any your brain your chemistry. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you're safe. You're safe chewing. You're tums. not going to get a DUI chewing Tums. Exactly. Exactly. Or, or DWI. Yeah. None nope, of that. Not at all. None of yeah. that. None of that. So, so Laura, you were, you were talking about drugs. So I actually have never tried any single drug in my entire life. Neither and have I. Being from Colorado, yeah. I have not tried any drug at all. Not even that one. None of them. Absolutely oh not. Oh, my God. We're both going to get called prudes, Shelly, because I have not tried anything outside of alcohol. Um, I am so bad to the point where I went out with some friends and tried a hookah one time. And Ooh. I was sick for days because I've never Ooh. smoked anything. Ooh. So your girl here is your true Irish, you know, American to where I was just completely fine partying in yeah. college with me and my friend Beer and me and my friend Punch Punch <laughs> and me and my friend. We call that trash can punch. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody has a different name for it. I listen, alcohol is definitely something to be monitored but that the time for doing that was not in college for me yeah the, you know yeah. they say alcohol and drugs so when i say i've never done a single drug i've never done a single drug yes i've had alcohol yeah. yes i could say obviously but that's not obvious so yes i have i have had alcohol but no drugs yeah. no drugs i mean over the counter otc yes obviously yeah. i've you know taken oh me too stuff yeah i mean i have but, i have a i've had a human being exit my body as have it as you have also yep. had and I have yeah. definitely had had 
Oh my gosh, I can't talk. I have definitely had pain medication for somebody exiting me. Well, it's because you're you're reliving the exit, the exit wound. Oh my God. Well, actually, I find the process of birth was easy. It was the recovery after a while. I was like, nobody told me about this. Everybody puts a, everybody puts a huge emphasis on labor and delivering of the child. I do yoga. I pop that baby out in like 20 minutes. But afterwards, I'm like, oh, there's like 17 steps to pee now. Sorry, you guys. This is not crime scene related at all. The, all and of it's the not men, about drugs. All of the men have now tuned out. All of the Okay, people, let's bring them back yeah. in. All right, let's, let's bring, bring them back in. in. Bring them back okay, in. Okay, so me, the reason that in. I never did drugs was because when I was a kid, back in my day. Back in uh, your day. There was this thing called D.A.R.E. And it was Drug Abuse Resistance <laughs> Education. And it was a program that actually lost its funding in 1998. But I loved D.A.R.E. And they came to our school and it was this little Catholic school that I went to and they had this board and it was this drug board and it was actual like drugs and paraphernalia that mm-hmm. were like on this. I don't I don't even remember. I don't remember the board. I just remember looking at these things and seeing like needles and spoons and just weird paraphernalia and thinking, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I don't know. No, like I I didn't think about, you know, of course, there were like cigarettes and stuff on there because, you know, it's dare. They don't want you to even smoke. Yeah. But it was like so incredibly weird that I went, I don't ever want to do that because I don't I don't like needles. I did. I don't like needles. So, nope, I'm out 100 percent out. And I have never tried it because one of the things that they said is they said, once you do one drug, it's usually a gateway drug. And mm-hmm. so then you'll end up you like they they pretty much give it. They gave a definitive saying you will end up using the rest of them. And I thought. Well, if, even if I do this little one, then I'm going to end up with a needle. Oh, no, no, no. Nope, I'm out. So I do that That's idea. That's so I never, interesting. Yeah. It, it, Dare, you know, they, they, a lot of people said that it didn't work for, you know, they yeah. said, oh, yeah, I saw Dare and I, was, I learned. And I went, oh, no, no, no. Nope, not me. I actually heard that they said that a lot of the metrics around the Dare program was that it failed. But I guess you and I are like these lone survivors that didn't ever try anything. And by the way, everybody... I realize that Shelly and I are the exception. So don't, we're not going to judge you for yeah, what no, you experimented with and what you do. And don't judge Shelly and I for being huge narcotics prudes. We just didn't <laughs> want to, okay? We were fine with our booze. Leave us alone. You know, talking about drugs, I, like I said, I have, I do have quite a bit of information about drugs yeah, go for and it. I have a really good friend who's a, who's a toxicologist. And mm-hmm. so he fills my brain with fun facts because, you know, I have different cases that have all kinds of really cool mm-hmm. stories that go along with them. That's what I'll say. So uh, one of the things that, you know, I also had to do some research and stuff because I just love toxicology. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of what I did. I really enjoyed when I was in school doing forensic toxicology. And so one of the things was there's an approximate time for different drugs that are from the ingestion to death. Okay. And I found it really interesting. So I guess if you're going to inject yourself with heroin or fentanyl. Uh-huh. Right. Ch- good chasing luck. the dragon. Yep. Minutes. Chasing the you got, dragon. You got minutes. Just yeah. minutes. to yeah. That's, yep, you're done. Done. See you later. Meth is a weird one. And I think probably because meth is so it's a, it's a weird concoction. Meth can be made with so many different things. And uh so meth is many hours from the time of fatal ingestion to death. If it's absorbed into your blood, like if it's smoked, mm-hmm. it can be within seconds. 
yeah. if it's ingested. So, for instance, uh, if you are like, you know, trying to hide from the cops and you swallow either having it in bindles or just raw by itself, it can be absorbed within one to two hours, depending. Mm-hmm. And the pharmacological range of terminal elim- elimination for the half-life okay. of meth. Okay. Six to 15 hours. So if you... In- really? So what that means... Yeah. So if you ingest it and, it, you know, all drugs have the half-lives and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you ingest it, then six to 15 hours for is one half-life for each elimination of a half-life. Oh, so man. It depends on it. It's super crazy. And it depends on how much actually you ingest and all that. There's so many factors that go into play, but definitely interesting. And one of the crazy things that people always ask, you know, I'm sick. I, you know, I need to take Tylenol and ibuprofen and people don't know you can actually take Tylenol and ibuprofen. I'm not a doctor. Do not. I'm not a doctor. Don't buy. Yeah, don't say this is not medical advice. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is not advice at all. This is literally, like I said, this is just random knowledge. But, you know, you can take Tylenol and ibuprofen at the same time. And your doctor will tell you that. Go to the doctor if you don't feel good. But if you ingest Tylenol, it can take three to five days. Really? Yes. So like overdose on it? Correct. And I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you look at the bottle of, you know, an over-the-counter drug and it'll say, you know, do not exceed this many milligrams or this many capsules per day max. That is actually nowhere near the actual amount for to, to cause like liver damage. So okay. for Tylenol, your liver damage is about ten to fifteen grams. Okay. Before you before you start having liver, it, it affects your liver, I guess. And that's the average person. So if you're smaller, then it's probably on the lower range. And if you're bigger, then it's on the upper range, obviously, right? So yeah, but it's crazy because you know my 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 man the man yes. sometimes if he doesn't feel good. And he says, Do you play nurse? I totally play nurse. (laughs) Absolutely. No nurse. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm referring to, then you didn't watch Animaniacs and I can't even handle you right now. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) nurse. Anyway, yeah. So I always, you know, like, okay, take this many of this and take this many of this. And he doesn't even question. He's just like, okay, okay. Like, he totally trusts me. And I'm like, you know, I'm not in the medical field, but. Good but for you. Here we go. Oh, yep. here, here we go. Well, he knows that you were a mom. So yes, yes, and yes, and I only yeah. So yeah, it works out. It works out because you know I do listen to the doctors. So obviously, you know when the doctor well, you tells know, me, yeah, yeah, of course you do. You're like super <laughs> thorough. You know, all I'm doing is listening to what the doctor is telling me to tell him, and then I'm just giving him that amount. He doesn't. Well, he's gonna listen, and then he's gonna know. So, uh oh. My you know, Shelly, um, one of my very first crime scenes was actually a huge drug house. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize at the time how much the crime scene unit worked with the VIN unit, which it's basically like Miami Vice. It's like the narcotics unit. It's like the street <laughs> unit, unit. They're undercover. I love Miami Vice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like these are like plainclothes officers that typically look nothing like police and their entire role is narcotics or other shady stuff it depends per department but sometimes they also do gang stuff or things of that nature but i remember i got a call on my cell phone my work phone and they were like hey can you respond to this address this is so and so and i had worked there a few months so i felt like i knew everybody's name and i was like what who are you (laughs) and they were like oh this is blah 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 i'm like okay 
So I respond to the address and I don't see any police cars, which immediately made me feel like what's happening. And I didn't see any police officers. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting freaked out. And then I finally see somebody with a radio and I'm like, okay. So this house was a grow house um, back when, you know, I don't really even grow know house case- meaning a weed house. Right. And I don't even know where the case law, like depending on the state you live in, this yeah. might not even be a thing anymore. But at the time where in Florida, this was a big deal. And gotcha. this was a four bedroom house. And literally every bedroom of the home was a different stage of marijuana plant growth. Ooh, and let me just put it, girl, it's like, I'm sorry for you potheads. I cannot get over how disgusting weed smells. I'm sure that it's an acquired taste, like to where beer doesn't taste good at first. But weed smell, especially when it's like wet. Like, I'm sure that's delicious Ugh. to some of you, but it is so nasty to me. So I walk in this house. It's a very nice house. It's pretty much completely empty. There's just a mattress on the floor in the middle of the living room area. And they told me, oh, that's where the farmer sleeps. Oh, so I guess the cultivator. Right. Sorry. So the wheat house had like a farmer and the most advanced bedroom. Like this is a normal room. Like if you look from like your floor in your house to the ceiling, it's like what, like 12 feet or something. I don't even know the weed. Yeah, no, sounds about right. Yeah, the weed was all the way to the tippy top. And there was all these specialty light bulbs in there. And the walls were lined with special things. And the bedroom that had the smallest growth was still, like, chest high. I mean, it it was a lot. And so on a crime scene perspective, my first role was to photograph and document, right? Mm -hmm. And then... The unfortunate part of my role was to collect all of that weed. Luckily, the gentleman that worked in the vineyard at that time had like specific boxes and they helped me kind of and they showed me the proper way to break down the plants because that wasn't part of my education or training at that time. And you have to throw it all in because I guess defense attorneys, when you are prosecuting narcotics, like every gram matters for certain like conviction levels. Yeah. So we collected like every piece of everything and put it in these boxes and like labeled them. And it took hours because there was so much weed in there. Oh, one more thing we collected. The light bulbs that were in the rooms were special. Like they were like $500 a bulb or something. Uh And they were meant to produce like actual sunlight to help grow the plants. So I collected those light bulbs to like process for prints. It's a great surface for prints. I ended up using super glue fuming or cyanoacrylate fuming and uh, powder. And I got like beautiful prints on them. But, oh, nice. Mm-hmm, but after everything had been collected, the VIN guy says to me, now is the fun part. And I said, ooh, what's that? And he goes, we get to dismantle the grow house. Oh, my gosh. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, we can't leave it like this. Somebody else could just come and grow more weed. Girl, we fucked this house up. We really? fucked this house up. We tore down walls. We ripped because they had all kinds of like piping for like the water system. We fucked this house up. It felt wow. like an episode of Jackass. Wow. It wow. was so much fun. <laughs> That's 
That's it was crazy. so much fun. Like we broke everything and it was completely with police officers that I did this. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all had fun. So ridiculous. So that's oh, my that's like. so awesome. I mean, that's one of my weed stories. I have like so many weed stories because you guys like. I remember working homicide scenes and people would be like, hide the weed, hide the weed. And we're like, we don't care about your weed. We yeah. Care that we care that there's somebody's dead. But then sometimes we use the weed because you're stupid and that yeah. will lead us to like more. Things. Yeah. So weed can either completely not matter or matter a lot. <laughs> So with with drugs, there's different classifications, right? So yeah, schedules or schedules. Well, there's schedules and there's classifications. Right. So with the classifications, there's stimulants, then there's depressants, and then there's mm -hmm. hallucinogens, and then there's opioids, and then there's drug schedules. From my training, there were five schedules. Yes. So yes. Correct. One through five, mm -hmm. and this to me is a little crazy. So schedule okay. one drug is like marijuana. Okay, that's fine, but then heroin lsd like ecstasy are included in there and then peyote okay that's fine but like hold hmm. on so a I, schedule sure? one i think that like the schedule one are the ones that are the most intense and schedule five is like cough yeah. medicine yeah schedule five is cough medicine like yeah it's the other way like schedule meds. one is like heroin and like, oh, yeah, yeah, but peyote and meth is with marijuana up there, which is yeah. really funny. Yeah, That's I know. That's why I'm like, I don't like that. Okay. Yeah, cocaine is scheduled, too. So, like, by definition, marijuana is more. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's kind of weird. Yeah. To Who me. determine that, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah like Adderall yeah. and Ritalin and fentanyl are Schedule 2, but weed is Schedule 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Vicodin, you know. Yeah, it's just. It's just weird, but okay, yeah. that's fine. And, you know, like, I mean, I understand that they have their own different schedules and I don't know the, you know. Oh my how... God. Let, all right. Let's, let's read through some examples for our okay. audience and see how ridiculous the schedule system yeah. is. Okay. If so like. Decided, did they, I think they just put them in a hat and they're like, all right, schedule one. Here we I go. Let's draw. I thought it was the DEA. It might have been. I don't, and I'm, I'm sorry. It, I think it is a DEA that does it actually. In, in fact, it is. It's a DEA that does it. And I'm not. Oh my God. Should, don't come I shouldn't at us, be friends. Making, I know. I know. I'm sorry. We love I should you. not be making fun of this. <laughs> And I shouldn't be saying this, but like to me, to me, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a virgin. I don't want to say virgin druggie because I'm not a druggie. I'm a virgin. Okay. When it comes to drugs. Same. So I don't know how this. And you know what? Yeah. This isn't even true anymore. Okay. So I went to the DEA's website, Shelly. And okay. all right, we all, I think at this point can accept that it's common knowledge that marijuana has certain medical benefits. But yes. a schedule one drug is defined as a substance or chemical with no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. Some examples are heroin, uh, a word okay. I can't say. Oh, uh, LSD, pardon LSD, me. LSD, yeah, yeah. Yep, marijuana, ecstasy, mm -hmm. meth, and peyote. Okay, first of all, I've heard there are medical benefits to peyote. I don't know that for sure, but I know that I've read about the medical benefits of weed. Okay, schedule yeah. two drugs, which by the way means less severe, and it's also less than 15 milligrams of hydrocodone yes. per dose. Okay. So that means that these are drugs with a high potential for abuse with potentially leading to severe psychological or physical dependence. And they're also considered dangerous. They are yeah. meth, Dilaudid, fentanyl, Adderall, Ritalin. Cocaine, mm -hmm. Oxy. 
Yeah. Methadone. So meth and methadone. Yeah. So this is supposed to be less intense than weed, by the way, y'all. Okay. (laughs) So schedule three drugs, which is two steps less intense. Oh, my God. This is going to sound like we're advocating for weed that we've never tried. I'm just trying to (laughs) paint the picture of like how things are right now. So we're not advocating for anything, by the way. We're just kind of laughing at this. Schedule three drugs have moderate or low potential for physical and psychological dependence. And they are products containing less than 90 milligrams of codeine per dosage unit. Like an example is Tylenol with codeine, ketamine, anabolic steroids, or testosterone. Yes. Okay. And and it's yeah. it's uh the testosterone it's man made so it's anabolic. Synthetic. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. then schedule four drugs are defined as drugs with a low potential for abuse and low risk of dependence. Now listen to these examples because I don't know if you've ever been to college, but Xanax, Soma, <laughs> Valium, Ambien, Ambien and Tramadol. Those are all highly addictive. Ambien is a date rape drug. Like what? Well, and yeah. Xanax. If you, I don't know if you guys ever had a crazy roommate like I did who mixed Xanax and alcohol and then acted oh a gosh. fool. I was at the hospital more times for this bitch. I can't even tell you. Um, <laughs> and before you guys come at me with she's addiction, at you, she's I don't care. Like, she how is dare such you call a, me out? <laughs> I don't care. She's a twat. Listen, she. You forgot the waffle did, and before, at the end. Twat waffle, yes. Before any of you at me about like coming at a person with addiction issues, she did not have them. Okay. This person was not addicted. This was not a cycle of abuse. I knew her for a long time. She was just an asshole. That's it. There you go. I am not coming at people who have addiction in their genetics no, or whatever. I'm coming at not. somebody who literally just sucks. That's it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll, okay. So, schedule five. Schedule right. five is like cough super low maybe. potential for abuse. That's like, yeah, like cough medicine, freaking pain meds, like yeah. OTC pain meds. Like, yeah, yeah nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't even have to give your driver's license to the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. So where, where are diet pills on here? I don't think it counts They're as not. a drug, Mm-mm. right? No, because it's OTC. Well, no, but I, I mean, you would think that. It, 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 I guess I don't know. I if I was the DEA, I would classify it under a five because yeah, you can get it OTC. And I I just want to hit on something real quick because I thought about it. So Do it. Marijuana. You said you know that the class one is no medicinal use. Right. This is the DEA. So federally, federally marijuana is illegal. Certain right. states it's legal. So that's why you know because I'm sure that some people when they're listening going wait a second no marijuana they you know I went to my doctor and he prescribed it you know better have glaucoma like they had glaucoma whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is, anxiety, migraine, I don't even know, whatever they prescribe it for. Yeah. But it's because the DEA is federal. So this is federally, not Yeah, state. right. So yeah, that's why yeah. there's, yeah. yeah. None of these statements reflect the opinions of the Crime Scene Queens podcast. We're just Thank trying to get disclaimer. our stuff straight. We have yes. no opinion. We agree. No. We're your opinion, actually. But Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I will say, though, I have seen people act a fool on weed, but I don't think that it's because of the weed. I think they were already foolish. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've, I've seen them drive really slow on the freeway. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. But, you know, what's interesting is, you know, cocaine was so low on there, but it's actually like a bigger deal. I remember part of the other like thing that we had to do with that VIN or narcotics unit is we had to process like a lot of bricks of cocaine and find fingerprints on them to help assist the narcotics unit with their court cases, their, you know, 
case to the state's attorney and this isn't that. And it was very frequent that we found prints on that because often the brick of cocaine was wrapped in like white or clear tape, which is basically like cellophane too uh, yeah I mean, well yeah. white or clear tape that's exactly what you use to lift prints well you know what we would have to do <laughs> is they would bring the brick in and there would always be like a little cut in the brick because i guess it was normal for there to be a sampling during a drug transaction here smell this and tell me if it smells like cocaine no they would like <laughs> they would like cut it open and then the person that was buying would do like a little bump or something to make sure that Laura, it was like quality did you not just hear what I said I made a funny I made a dad joke oh I missed it I said you did you're like so you're so educational right now hold on hold on time out for your education Laura can you smell this and tell me if it smells like cocaine no <laughs> <laughs> actually I can tell you if it smells like cocaine like coke have you smelled coke have you Do smelled I, it? If you smell cocaine, you're snorting cocaine. No, 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 no that's not true. It. No, that's not true. It actually has like a pretty decent odor. I hear that. No, I hear that. Yeah, no, it it smells like. I don't know what it smells it like. It smells but. like like sweet baby powder. Okay, well, I, yeah. I don't know, but I don't want to get that close to no, it. No, I didn't. It. Well, I had to. I was processing it. So like sometimes like that, you know how I said there was like a cut in it? Yeah. I mean, they would usually package it back up, but sometimes there would be like enough so that you could still smell it. I've usually. I would say 99% of the time I've been treated with respect by defense attorneys because ultimately we all have the same end goal, which is a fair, thorough case where the suspect was treated within their constitutional rights. But yes. occasionally you just have an asshole, right? Yeah. And I was in this deposition and I had found a print on a brick of cocaine and I'm doing my depot and he's like, oh, I see here in your report that you referred to item number whatever as a brick of cocaine. I said, yeah. And he goes, well, what did you mean by that? And I was like, what did you mean? What did I mean? <laughs> and he's like, well, what's a brick of cocaine? And I'm like, it's a brick of cocaine. It, and he's it's like, cocaine that's in a brick. Yeah, it's a cocaine. And he goes, well, what's a brick of cocaine? I'm like, what? Like, which part of this are you confused about? Are you so cocaine? Like, which is a word? white powdery yeah. substance, and it's <laughs> and it was literally like a circular argument for an entire twenty minutes, where he's like, "Well, what's that mean?" I'm like, "What do you? Which word do you need to find? Like, do you need brick. the word brick of or cocaine defined for you?" And at some point, I got there. I'm like, do you, "I'm gonna break down all three words for you. A brick <laughs> is a three dimensional <laughs> rectangle and or square." Mm-hmm. That is when referred to in a narcotics investigation, typically the size like, and well, shape, yeah, and yeah, the weight of right. a brick. It's the weight, well, of, not necessarily the weight. The not weight isn't it like a pound or something or a kilo? It's, yeah, it's like a kilo, yeah. right? Yeah. So I know I had weighed it and provided the exact weight on the property receipt or on the evidence form or whatever. Yeah. So that's so what words. Br- that's what I meant brick, by brick, brick of okay. means referring of. to the object that the brick <laughs> is composed of cocaine <laughs> meaning I did a test which I have provided to you the test that I used yeah. and the results in my report yeah. of the narcotic known as cocaine do you need me to say it again in different words and he was <laughs> like well I just don't understand what you mean by a brick I'm like okay at this point I have answered your question seven different ways and I now need your question certified because I'm not going to answer it again. I'm not answering this again. There you go. And he goes like, what do you mean have it certified? I said, I have, I, 
like, so now you don't even know what that means, lawyer? <laughs> it was such a ridiculous conversation, Shelly. <laughs> Are you looking around like, where the hell are the cameras? Well, on candid camera. I didn't think he expected me to say I want that question certified. I think he expected me to fold yeah. or something. I'm yeah. like, this and, is not... And having a question certified. Yeah, why don't you tell us, legal beagle? Well, so you've used this, actually, I think you've talked about this before. Have but I? it's Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know well, what I say. I don't know if it was in the conversation with me or with you, but it's it's pretty much like uh, you're you're saying, here's a question. It's ridiculous. Bring it to the judge. Let the judge decide. And yeah. the judge is going to tell you that you're dumb for asking the repetitive question multiple times. I mean, how many times? Like, I literally, <laughs> Shelly, I'm telling you, it was 20 entire minutes of him asking me what I meant by a brick of cocaine. He asked me nothing about the latent print I recovered. He didn't ask me about like the methods that I used to develop the print, to collect the print, to submit the print. He asked me nothing about that. He do you know why? Because he said because he had nothing else to do. No. Well, maybe. No, I don't know. Okay, why? But you tell me. It's a tactic. And what it is, is it's because... You lifted that print amazing. You processed yeah. it amazing. And there's nothing that he can get you on. And yeah. so if he talks to you about that, it'll make you look smart and like you know what you're talking about. So uh, instead, he's going to word sandwich you and word soup you so that you look unintelligent. Un it, unintelligible. Unintelligible. <laughs> I was like, un yeah, unintelligible. 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 Yes. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So that's what happens. A funny story that I have to tell you about. about Please cocaine. do. So you you, re you refer to it as Coke, right? Yeah. Well, so, I, I said cocaine professionally or Yes, but then, but then you just refer to it as Coke? Yeah. So, you know, this uh, this handsome man of mine, mm -hmm. whenever, you know, he's at a restaurant and someone says, you know, he says, can I get a Pepsi? And they say, we only have, or, you know, would you like a Coke? And he says, yeah. just a gram. Oh, that's, that's his so response. <laughs> and yeah, I use it. I use it too. Speaking about drugs and coke, I think there is a old wives tale or a myth about cocaine used to be in coke, but I don't think that's actually true. I think it is true. I heard that like it's actually that there was an extract from like the coca the cacao leaf the, or the, the cacao cocoa plant. Leaf. Yeah. Like the cocoa part actually comes from like the cocoa leaf. It's the same. I don't think it actually is cocaine the way we're thinking of it. I just think that cocaine is actually maybe made from that leaf. That's yeah. another thing you guys can email us about. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. Like, Do you know yeah, the dark history behind Coca-Cola? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of interesting things about about alcohol and drugs mm -hmm. and stuff. And one of the one of the different things is uh, post-mortem. So after yeah. death, mm -hmm. blood tests, right? So yeah. at an autopsy, they're doing, right. they're doing, sometimes they do drug testing. And certain drugs can undergo a redistribution if the sample is taken from the heart. So what that means is if someone dies and they're at the autopsy and the, the doctor takes a blood sample from their heart, depending on how long before they died to the autopsy, mm -hmm. that can provide falsely elevated drug concentrations. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so the heart will actually give you a higher drug concentration rather than if they do it from the eye or from you know, the arm or leg or yeah. hand, foot, that that sort of thing. So it's kind of, you know, a little like interesting things. I don't think we went over that when we were doing our autopsy episode. And no, so that's always yeah. fun. Yeah. Which, and by then, the way, I heard that the poppy, like a poppy seed bagel, bagel will actually make you test positive for opioids. For opioids. Mm -hmm. Or opioids, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and it's also like people, oh, you know, if you eat too many bananas, you die. There's all these like myths and, yeah. you know, whatever. No, you have to eat like the tree. 
The whole tree. <laughs> the tree. Yes. Oh, and, which, and by watermelon, the way, watermelon has more potassium than bananas. So potassium K. Yeah, K. If you potassium get my K. joke, please I got get my joke. joke. Please get my <laughs> joke. <laughs> Don't do potassium, okay? Okay. <laughs> Talking about like this is crazy alcohol, right? Yep. People have been known to do drugs and they inject them with needles in their arms, right? Right. Well, this homeless guy was at a homeless shelter, and at homeless shelters you can't do drugs. So nope. he decided that he's going to to avoid the smell of mm-hmm. alcohol on his breath and on his person, he's going to inject alcohol into his veins. Does that work? Well, <laughs> it did. It worked. It, I mean, and it didn't kill him. And based off of that story, I have another story. Go on. Please go on. This is so crazy. So either humans or animals. It works on animals too. But okay, if someone ingests antifreeze, oh. they are given... An IV with, usually it's vodka, but with alcohol in it. hmm Because the vodka inhibits the toxic effect of the okay. ethylene glycol. What, well, what does that do? So the alcohol inhibits the, the toxic effect of the ethylene glycol, mm-hmm. which uh, ethylene glycol ingestion is, is antifreeze, and it causes renal failure, which is kidney failure. Where oh. your, your kidneys, they stop filtering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it, it, isn't that crazy? Yes, it's actually super interesting as well. Yeah, I guess I told you I'm full of like random, I don't know, just I know random, random weird knowledge. And literally this is either from, you know, things, just random things I've seen or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from cases and stuff. But another right. thing, energy drinks and alcohol, right? Everyone goes and they go to their bar and they get, you know, give me an energy drink mixed with alcohol. Probably, Red Bull vodka. Yeah, I don't know if we could say that. Sugar-free so. Red Bull vodka. I don't care. Red Bull is not going to sponsor us. They're not going to give us any money. <laughs> you know what? Some other energy beverage, you can sponsor us, and we will then drink your beverage plus vodka and talk about it. But until then, go. it was a Red Bull vodka. Sugar- All right. Sugar-free. <laughs> Sugar-free. Sugar-free, please. I don't. I, I will not. Yeah, I will not do any. Right. Yeah, no, 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 none of that. All Fun fact, yes. my friends yes. in college were promoters for Red Bull and they drove that stupid little Red Bull car that was like a yeah. little yeah, tiny yeah, yeah. car. And so yeah, they would with drive a big by- can on the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I lived with a bunch of hot girls. And so they would drive by our apartment and dump off cases of Red Bull. And nice. we, we used it <laughs> all. <laughs> wow. There you go. There you go. And that's why you didn't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. You had energy geez. drinks. I don't even, the, the amount of whatever, you know what? My parents are probably listening. I'm not going to even, I, I might be right. damn near 40, but I still don't want my mom to know what I used to drink back in That's the day. so funny. <laughs> well, so the, the problem with drinking energy drinks and alcohol mixed together in a beverage is because it affects the heart muscles. And obviously, you know, it can cause arrhythmias because you're talking about a depressant mm-hmm. in the alcohol and then a stimulant in the energy drink. So it, you know, it makes the heart kind of like beat itself yeah. up. You know, what do we do? What do we do? But another thing is the energy from the energy drink, the caffeine from the energy drink, can mask the feeling of intoxication. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. And the myth is that it's thought to lower the concentration of the alcohol, which, no, it doesn't. It just I masks haven't heard that. that feeling. Yeah. Well, that's why people drink like that, because like, oh, it, you know, it. I don't I don't understand. That's how. not why I drank that. I drank that so I could stay <laughs> awake and keep going. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, just be careful when you when you do drink energy drinks, too, because, you know, like, for instance, 
eight ounces of coffee, which is a cup mm-hmm. of coffee. And you know right. how many people actually drink one cup? Normally, people drink a Not little bit me. more than one cup, <laughs> right? So one cup, depending on uh, the type of coffee that you drink, has you know anywhere from like seventy to one hundred and forty milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. And what people, what some people don't know, is that the lighter the brew, the more caffeine it has. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so when people drink like these really dark, dark like blonde, <laughs> the as blondes have more caffeine. That's um, right. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we're spunkier. And then an espresso, like I think espresso is like an ounce or an ounce and a half, something like that. They have anywhere from like 60 to 80 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. But typically your energy drinks are 200 to 300. So if you think about it and you have one to two cups of coffee in the morning, and let's just say that you're you know, in the mid-range. So we'll, we'll just say that you're at, at 100, right? So you have 100 to 200 milligrams of caffeine already, and then you're going to drink an energy drink. So now, you know, you're up to... Some of my energy drinks they they have they have three hundred milligrams because I like I like to get that afternoon boost from caffeine. Me so, too. Yeah. So just be very careful with what you're drinking, right? Because depending on how much you weigh and how big you are, but four hundred milligrams should be your absolute max per day. So if you're like me and you drink an energy drink that has 300 milligrams and mm-hmm. then you've had two cups of coffee, you have exceeded that 400. So, yeah, we're, we'll definitely do a follow-up episode on this to get into more of those crime scene yeah. techniques of evidence collection, what we do as far as overdoses and how we document that. And yeah. something that's extra fun for the future is we can talk about search because let me tell you, people get super creative about how they hide their drugs. Spoiler alert, I found drugs in dreadlocks. But anyways, we'll follow up later down the road. Yes, definitely, definitely. And we are the Crime Scene Queens. And if you want to reach out, you can email us at hello at crimescenequeens.com. Don't forget, you can also message us on social media. We have TikTok and we also have Instagram. Yep. All right. So we love you all. And we want to remind you that if you're going to die, do your local crime scene unit a favor and keep it interesting. Adios for now. Bye, guys. Bye. Crime Scene Queens is a Q-Code Media production. Executive producers, David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Ryan Countshouse. Edited by Nate Dufort. Theme song and music by Darren Johnson. 